Hey friend, Lindsay Goodyear here. I'm a part-time nurse practitioner and a full-time Southern mama who alongside my husband am learning to navigate the twists and turns of parenting. After giving birth to my first child, I struggled with my transition into motherhood. I dealt with significant postpartum anxiety, set unrealistic expectations for myself, and fell victim to comparison. I was exhausted, overwhelmed, and had lost my joy in motherhood. This Salt and Light community was created to shine a raw, vulnerable, and shamelessly honest light on real motherhood, not that filtered version we see on social media. We will be tackling the spiritual, physical, mental, and relational changes that accompany this motherhood journey. So join me weekly as we normalize the highs and the lows, the good and the bad, the breakdowns and the breakthroughs we all experience. We were never meant to do motherhood alone. And with the Salt and Light Motherhood Podcast, you don't have to. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Okay, y'all. So please tell me that you have seen the reel going around using balloons as the visual to describe the drastic changes our boobies undergo in motherhood. Seriously, from pregnancy to postpartum engorgement, ouch, to breastfeeding and the unfortunate aftermath that follows, our breasts go through the ringer in this motherhood journey, which is why it's time we stop holding on to that worn out, overstretched, milk-stained bra we've been living in and treat our girls to a little well-deserved and likely long overdue TLC courtesy La Femme. The staff at La Femme prides themselves on being the masters of the mom boob with cup sizes ranging from A through M and a price to fit almost any budget. Y'all believe me when I say these ladies are the hype women we all need in life, specially trained to help you find that bra that fits your individual specifications in a fun, no pressure setting. It is an experience that is guaranteed to lift your spirits among other things. So mama, be sure to visit your breasties at La Femme Lafayette, located in River Ranch next to the backpacker, because it's time to give back to the body that has given so much. Hey y'all. So welcome to the Salt and Light podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Goodyear. To those of you that are You may be just jumping in, just finding us. We are so excited to have you here listening and part of this community. From my OG people that have been with the Salt and Light community from the jump, you guys, y'all have my heart. I mean, your commitment here and your presence here is not, does not go unnoticed. I really just am always so humbled by the messages I get, people stopping me when they see me around town with my family and just coming up and and telling me about how excited they are about the stuff they're seeing on social media. And you guys, that truly is like fuel for this fire. And it usually comes right at the moment when I need it most. So I appreciate each and every one of you for being here. Um, Okay, enough of my like stoppiness. So let's dive in. Today's episode is going to be about comparison, but probably not the comparison that you think it's going to be about. You guys have heard me talk a lot, and I'm sure you guys see it on a lot of other different social medias as well. It's comparing yourself 
externally to other people around you, to other people's journeys, especially in the age that we're in now with social media and with, you know, things all over the television, you just get a deeper glimpse into other people's lives that we didn't have before. Likes to share their business on social media. And I'm, I'm equally as guilty of it. So I'm not like calling anyone out, but that's why it's so easy to get stuck in that trap of external comparison. But today's episode is actually about another form of comparison that I think is maybe equally, if not more toxic. And that is that comparison within yourself that that kind of just eats away at you from the inside. It's that negative self-talk. It's comparing your present you and in your pre- season of life to past or future seasons. And that's hard because with the external comparison, even though it is difficult and it's hard to, you can very easily get wrapped up in it. You can always step away. You can stop scrolling. You can turn off the television and physically do something to stop that comparison trap and stop your mind from going down that dark tunnel. But with internal comparison and that like insidious negative self-talk you can't like get out of your own mind that's a lot harder to turn off that voice and it's something I struggle with a lot probably more than external comparison I still struggle with external comparison we all do and if you say you don't you're kidding yourself so I definitely struggle with external comparison but this internal one like my inner voice can be a bitch sometimes for lack of any better word and I'm sorry for the vulgarity of it, but there's really other no word. I think that that describes it appropriately. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about it because I'm sure I'm not the only one that struggles with this. So the first type of comparison that I really, I find I struggle with a lot, like internally is comparing my current version of me to my past self or to even like a future self. So what does this look like? This looks like missing my life before kids, missing that that less anxious, carefree, spontaneous, didn't have to look after anyone but myself version of me. She was a lot of fun. I was probably way more outgoing and I, I was constantly jumping from one thing to the next because I, I had had nothing else to juggle and no one else to coordinate other than me, myself and I. And that version was a lot of fun. And I, I would love to go back for like a day and be able to like live in that moment again. But in the same breath, would I give up all that I have now married to my husband now for five years with our two year old and our second child on the way and where I'm at in my career and all of those things like No, absolutely not. There was a time that 20 year old version of me that was worry free and was just out to have a good time. You know, I was praying for this. I was praying for these moments that I'm in right now. It's super easy to lose sight of that. This is something that I wanted desperately and prayed so hard for. And I'm here. I'm living it. And instead of wishing it away, maybe I should try to pause and just sit and be grateful 
that those prayers were answered. Because I find that's so easy to do where we pray so hard and talk to God about the things that we want in our life. And then when we get them, we almost forget to thank God for them. And I'm guilty of that too. One thing I'm struggling with right now is comparing my current season of life and I find myself comparing where I'm at now to where I want to be in a few years and where I picture my career or this community or where I'm at in motherhood. And I'm an Enneagram three. I am super driven and organized and I am a planner and I have goals and I have visions and I want to achieve those goals and visions like yesterday. So it's really hard for me to, to balance staying focused on the big goals and the big visions and staying motivated to continue to chip away at those things and balancing that with remaining present in the moment that I'm at. Because I do struggle with that. It's hard to not do, especially in moments in life that are kind of difficult. Like I can remember, and I've been very open with you guys about my postpartum anxiety with Jackson. And I can remember very specifically when I was really kind of drowning and overwhelmed and anxiety and figuring out motherhood and early infancy of him telling myself like, man, I can't wait until he can walk or I can't wait until he can talk and he can tell me what he wants because then it's going to be so much easier. And I just, I don't want to be in this moment anymore and like wishing it away. And, and looking back, it sucks because I I wasn't very present in that moment because I was struggling in that moment and I can't get that moment back. I can't have him little again. So focusing on trying to remain present and content and finding gratitude in where you're at in life right now. Easier said than done, depending on the day. But, you know, looking back to the past is fine. And looking forward to the future is also fine, but just not living in those moments and focusing instead on the here and now, the blessings that you've been given and the answered prayers that are all around you. So another thing I know most women struggle with, and I know this because I'm pretty sure I saw a statistic one time that said that 97% of women have a negative body image or have some sort of like negative thought that goes through their mind, like on a daily basis about their body. And y'all, even if that statistic is not accurate, let's say it's probably pretty close. That's a huge, like that's a staggering number of people that are just unsatisfied and unhappy with their body. And I think women postpartum in particular or ending motherhood, they struggle with this too. I know I'm literally in the thick of it now, pun not intended, but also super appropriate because I'm pregnant and I'm, I'm gaining weight and I'm getting like curvier and I'm struggling with comparing myself to how I looked pre-pregnancy or even comparing like my pregnant body now to my pregnant body with my first child, which for any of you that have had more than one child know that Every pregnancy is different. How you carry is different. A lot of times you end up gaining weight faster. It's like your body remembers 
oh, I've done this before. Like, let me just blow up real quick for you. So like I'm struggling with that some days during this pregnancy, but I know a lot of women struggle with like wanting to look how they used to look before they had kids and comparing their body now to it was when they were 18 or 20 and they could do whatever they want and eat whatever they wanted. And they had the metabolism of a teenager. So you could, it would just fall right off. And, and unfortunately that's not, that's not where we're at in life. Having children changes you in every aspect of the word and particularly physically. I mean, your body undergoes such a metamorphosis during pregnancy to allow it to safely essentially grow and carry a child and then bring it into the world safely. Like it, it has to change. It has to grow. And even down like a, a cellular level, the nerves, the tendons, the increase in the blood in your body. I'm geeking out right now from a medical standpoint, but it's, <laughs> it is your body. Literally it completely transforms itself. And then it's like, we put this pressure on ourselves that, okay, as soon as I go through this huge metamorphosis and all of these things change, I'm just expected to pop this child out. And then, Oh, there's my bounce back. There's my six pack. It was just hiding underneath all that, all that belly. And that's not, that's not feasible. And I'm not saying that striving to be fit and in shape and to exercise postpartum is not, is not something to strive for because that's a, great thing, especially taking care of yourself. And from a mental and physical and emotional standpoint, that's why I exercise during pregnancy and after, because it's not only good for me physically, but it's good for me mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I mean, it, it kind of checks all the boxes for me. It's like therapy. I still go to therapy, but it's like additional therapy. So it's super important. And you're setting a good example and you're being a good role model for your children. But at the same time, giving ourselves grace in and giving your body grace for all that it's been through and all the ways that it's had to change in order to safely bear and bring into the world and feed your children. Be patient with yourself. Give yourself the kind of grace that you would extend to your daughter or to your friend, because I know if y'all are like me, I'm a lot meaner to myself than I am to, to my friends. I'm like the ultimate hype woman when it comes to my friends and exercise and losing weight and doing all the things. But I can be very negative and, and evil to myself and really hard on myself in that process. So look, like I am 32. I'm about to be 33. My body does not have as much bounce backableness now as it did 20 years ago. Well, 20 years ago, I would have been like 12, 10 years ago. <laughs> and that's, and that's okay. My body has been through a lot more and it's, and it's carried me through a lot more and it's brought two, hopefully two, I'm still cooking one of them, but it will have brought two children into this world. And what a badass feat, like how amazing that my body can do that. So really trying to, and I, I, like I said, I'm struggling with this all the time. So this challenge is for me too. really trying to just appreciate the capabilities of our bodies 
what they're doing, just the amazing changes that they're undergoing throughout motherhood, and then giving ourselves grace as we ebb and flow and we learn how to care for our bodies in that postpartum period and, and how to be strong, not to look good in a pair of jeans, but to be strong women that are strong physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Like that's why I want to be healthy. That's why I want to to exercise. It, it's great if my, my butt looks good in some jeans, but that's just like a little bonus point in all of that process. Another thing I find that I struggle with in comparison, in that like insidious internal comparison is the relationships around me since having kids. My relationship with my husband is different now than it was pre-children. And you guys can actually, Brent and I talk a little bit about this in the interview we did together. So y'all can go back and check that out on one of our earlier episodes. But marriage is, is tough in general, or it has tough moments and then gets exponentially more difficult after kids because you're not just catering to the needs of each other. You now have to balance catering to those needs plus all of these other little mini versions of yourself that are running around and that can be difficult and that it's harder to fill each other's cup and fill your cup and speak love languages and make time for each other and go on date nights like those things get way more complicated the spontaneity in our marriage we are not in the season of life for spontaneous date nights and we'll get there as our kids get older but it's it's not feasible and that's okay and so learning how to pivot and adjust our marriage and communication, like literally like ad nauseum communication is just been such a a huge part of figuring this out. But it, I do find myself like wishing and longing for the fun Brent and Lindsay that on a random Wednesday night would go find some live music and go have a few glasses of wine at a local bar. I miss that. And that's okay to miss that. That was a building block and that was important and that was part of our journey in our relationship. But is our marriage different now? Yes. But again, that's what I hoped for. That's what I prayed for. When I committed myself and married Brent, I wanted to build a life with that man. I didn't want to remain stagnant in that season, even though it was fun, even though spontaneous and traveling and doing all the things that was a hell of a good time. But I want, and I think Brent agrees and I know he does because we talk about this. I want to leave a legacy of love. I wanted to have babies with him. I wanted little mini versions of Brent Goodyear. That's what I wanted And honestly, like in this whole process, even though it's harder and even though it takes a little bit more work and a lot more planning and coordination and it's not as like fancy, it, I love this season that we're in. I'm more in love with my husband now than I was the day that I married him. Him become a dad, watching the man that you love, love your children. It's an indescribable love it just brings it to the stratosphere. Like it just brings it to this whole nother level of connection and respect and and admiration for each other. So another thing that I find in the last few years, since I've had Jackson, I 
friendships are hard in in motherhood. And if at first I thought I was doing something wrong, like I thought I wasn't like as fun or maybe I wasn't as good of a friend as I used to be, that I, I wasn't spending time with these women and we weren't hanging out and having girls nights all the time. And, um, and I'm a social person. So I crave that interaction. And one of my big love languages is quality time. So not having quality time with my friends is a hard thing for me in terms of maintaining friendship. But we're all busy and exhausted and hyper-focused on our families. And look, I mean, we try to make plans and be proactive. And then 50% of the time, those plans get canceled because life happens and a kid is sick or you forgot that you'd already pre-committed to something else. And it's chaos right now. We're just in this season, I think, where my relationships with my friends are surviving on coffee dates that are planned like eight to 10 weeks in advance. And then a never ending string of group text messages and memes. But I want to, I want you guys to hear this. And I'm saying it out loud for myself too, because I have to, most of the women who were in your corner before like the chaos of motherhood started, they're still there. Like they still love you and they want to spend time with you just as much but we're all just in this fog and they're in the thick of it too. And everyone's doing their best to figure it out and figure out how to prioritize all of the ways that they're being pulled in a thousand different directions. And we're all figuring that out, but that doesn't mean that they don't value you or the friendship that you have They're They're still there. And they will always be there. It's all about giving yourself and your friends and your husband, the relationships in your life, grace for where you're at in life and what season you're at in life. And maybe the externalities of that season that make it just a little bit more complicated. You have to put a little bit of work into it. You have to put a little bit of work into your marriage and a little bit more work into your friendships. It's okay, let's break out the calendars and we're looking at things six weeks ahead of time instead of six days ahead of time. And it won't be forever like that, but it's learning to to ebb and flow with the season of life. Um, And I'm learning that as well. So I'm right there with you. So to kind of start wrapping things up, like we always hear that comparison steals your joy, right? And it truly does. So like, how do we combat that? How do we combat both the external comparison and that insidious like internal comparison? You, I truly believe that you fight comparison with grace and with gratitude, focusing on the things around you that you can be grateful for, the things that you prayed for that are now in your life, giving yourself grace in the moments where things maybe aren't going as like textbook and as rainbows and butterflies as you'd like them to be, but you're figuring it out and you're you're making it work. Those are all so important because just because we aren't where we want to be doesn't mean we can't appreciate the moment that we're in because this moment is special and unique all in its own. So the sun and the moon, right? They're they're both shining just in their own ways and in their own time. That's exactly 
I mean, like, I feel like that analogy kind of explains it perfectly. So when the negative voices of comparison, whether that's internal within yourself or external with others, when those try to come and overcome you, drown them out with prayers of thanksgiving and thoughts of gratitude and looking around you. And even if it's as simple as stopping what you're doing, looking around you and naming five things that you appreciate in that moment. It's amazing how quick that can shut off that negative self-talk and that self-deprecating conversation in your head. Or if you're just not fully content in the season that you're in and you're wishing for for change or or reminiscent of things in the past, use that as a catalyst to maybe motivate you toward making changes in your life rather than another reason to drag you down and make you feel like you aren't measuring up. Comparison, whether internal or external, its goal, its one goal is to make you feel unworthy and like you aren't enough. And that is the biggest, most deprecating lie that there is. So it's so important that we commit to fight like hell to not give it power. Giving yourself the mantra, reminding yourself constantly that that you are doing your best and that your best may look different than her best or his best or your best from the past, but it's still your best in this moment and that that is enough and that, that you are enough as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, as a woman, you are enough and you're doing great my friend. You're doing great, mama. So that's it. Those are just the thoughts that have been on my heart on comparison and things that I'm actively struggling with in my life right now. So I hope you guys maybe found this helpful. If you did, I would love it if you would share this episode on your social. I'd love for you guys to give us a five-star review and then leave a comment on our podcast platforms that really helps to get the word out and helps with our our numbers in terms of helping to get it out into the community. But you guys, I, like I said at the beginning, I appreciate each and every one of you. And thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. Cause I know mama, I know you are busy. I get it. So as always, I'm Lindsay. This is the salt and light motherhood podcast. I'm rooting for you always mama. Bye y'all.